Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Overtime Leader podcast. I am your host, Jillian Davis, founder of Overtime Leader and author of First Time Leader. It's been a while that I've done a solo podcast, but there's been a lot of different topics in relation to leading and managing that I actually am running out of avenues on how to get them out there to you guys. So I'm excited to be sharing this with you today. For the new listeners, please check us out uh, online, www.overtimeleader.com. And if you would like regular updates on management topics, insights, and just general advice, uh, make sure to sign up to our newsletter, which I will link in the comments. So I hope everybody's having a good start of the year. You've got your goals set, you're getting some momentum with your team, it's getting clear and exciting, um, and all in all, good start to the year. Today, I wanted to talk about making sure that you play it cool. So what I mean by that is how do you keep your team's perception in check? The reason why this is coming up as a podcast topic is I've had a couple of conversations with managers um, where you know they're getting to the end of the week, maybe it's a Thursday night, Friday night, or Friday evening. Um, they're sitting around with a bunch of colleagues, maybe having a couple of drinks. It feels like a safe space. And they might use that opportunity to start sharing some frustrations they might have had with someone in their team. And, you know, I think it's important to be mindful that we're all human and we're not perfect. And we are going to create points of tension when working with each other. And unfortunately, people can't read our, our minds and do things in ways that we definitely wouldn't have done it. But the reality is, you know, you are fully responsible for your team's perception across the business. And it's important to stay mindful of how you communicate about them when they're not in the room, even if it feels like a safe space and you're amongst friends. Because the reality is, you know, even though you might be friends with your colleagues, they're also your peers. And if you, you know, create this perception of people in your team or your team as a whole, then those peers are going to carry that perception along with them. And that's when it starts to show up in kind of nonverbal cues. And they might make, you know, biased decisions about where or who they want to put, you know, their team members on a team with your team members when they're constantly only hearing about the negative things that this person does and frustrates you. And I think that's another thing to point out is, at least in my experience, both from witnessing and also personal experience, I definitely would go to like my work friends and vent about someone in my team when they've done something frustrating. When that person on the flip side has done something well, I'm more unlikely to go over to my peers and go, well, actually, let me tell you about this amazing thing. Um, Now, it might happen sometimes, but I'm just saying usually it's not a a, like fair split. Um, When we're angry or frustrated, that's when we need these outlets. And that's something that I want to just, you know, highlight is I'm not telling you to hold this all into yourself and go home and tell your partner or your friend because they're not going to really, you know, give you what you want. You'll just be talking, you might as well talk into the wall. But making sure you're conscious as to who you're talking to and also framing the conversation in a way that you're letting the other person know that you just need to have a vent, but this isn't like a pattern or, you know, you really want to make sure that this perception of a person doesn't follow them throughout the workplace because then you're really not setting them up for success. 
Um, most importantly, I would caution you to not use your one-on-one -on -one time with your manager to vent about your team. Now, this I know from experience. When I was quite a junior manager, I would use my one-on-one -on -one time to go, oh, so-and-so is doing this and it's really frustrating or so-and-so continues to do this and I keep telling them because that's not going to instill a lot of confidence in your manager, in both your team, but also your ability to manage them. Uh, you want to use the time with your manager constructively. So if you do have someone that you are finding is difficult to manage or might not be listening to your feedback, use that time to ask constructively to your manager ways that they might approach the situation and really go in to kind of seek their support and advice instead of just being a ramble about all the things you wish your team did differently. So how do you move forward? How do you create a constructive outlet within your own team or within the business um, so you don't have to go home to your friends or you know, use your evenings to vent? What I have seen work really well, both for myself and in others, is finding a peer amongst the business who uh, should also, it would be best if they had management experience as well, so that there's kind of this, you're, you have an equal or similar environment um, and can support each other. Now, when you go to this person with event, it's important that you frame that conversation as, listen, so-and-so is just in this and I really need a vent. And so they know that they're just there to listen, right? There's no, no action taken. Um, they just need to listen, kind of be like a one of those uh, stress balls that some people have on their office desk, right? We just need a moment to kind of let it out. And it's an important thing to note that in some cases, I think it's very common in extroversion tendencies to let their frustrations out um, immediately without thinking it through and just having a good old vent, unfiltered vent. Um, introverts, on the other hand, might stew on it for a while and sit on it and kind of go along in their head and look for, you know, cues that either support their rationale or take away from it. And they also need an outlet. So find that peer that has management experience and frame the conversation when you need it for them to know, I just need you to listen. I just need to get this out. It's unfiltered. It's not pretty. I haven't structured it. Um, I'm not planning on doing anything with this you know, information. Um, I just need to get it out because my team's really getting on my nerves this week. Um, so they know what to do. And lastly, a good practice for both of you uh, so that you support each other is when you're done the vent, take a couple breathers, have a sip of coffee, it's the daytime, or maybe a sip of wine if it's the evening, get your buddy to ask, so what? And this will trigger basically a flip, right? So what are you gonna do about it? The answer can be nothing. This is just something I need to accept. The answer might be actually, I really need to give them feedback. Um, but so what is a very constructive coaching question um, that means that you don't just get left in the negativity of having a rant. I think that can become very unconstructive. And if we're both buddies are in a tired stress space, uh, that definitely goes can lead down to a very dark hole. Um, if you've been there, you'll know what I'm talking about, where you actually leave that conversation feeling more overwhelmed and um, out of control than you did going into it. So to make sure that you have a, or you turn your vent into something a little bit more constructive that reminds you that you're actually in control you can do something about it. Get into the practice of having you or your buddy, whoever's having the event, or the listener to respond with, so what? And it just forces you to answer the question instead of just venting. Because I think venting is very constructive as an action. 
because and you want to make sure that you do it in a safe space if you try to keep in something that frustrates you about someone and maybe it's even your boss and you don't create these like healthy outlets at work where you get someone to kind of put a mirror up and go well what are you going to do about it if you choose to keep this in i'll tell you what's going to happen it will find its way out now that might be in how you posture yourself um maybe a little passive aggression comes out um you're biased to you know spend more time with other people than the people that frustrate you so it's very important that you make sure that you get this out so that it doesn't start to build and become a snowball inside i've been talking a lot about performance management over the past few weeks um, in part of our uh, management training program and you know the thing that i advise people to do is something that seems small and really like gets under your nerves at the beginning um, if unaddressed can really blow out of control and you know if you keep ignoring the little signs and every time it just gets a little bit worse and then it turns into oh they always do this yet you've not once taken the time and effort to feed back to them that this thing is not constructive for their professional performance by the time it starts to become a snowball it will be so hard for you to have a leveled conversation with that person over something that's probably relatively quite small. So be sure that you're having these constructive venting sessions with a peer, find your buddy internally, set up this kind of structure so that it doesn't start leaking into your after work social events and you're, you know, venting about people and, you know, really cracking the foundations of the perception of your team. And on the flip side, make sure that you are doing something about these frustrating behaviors if there's something that's needed to be done because that's that's so key and i want you to know that most people i'm going to say 95% of people do things with the intention to do good so if they're doing things that are having a negative effect on you it's probably because they're unaware of the impact of their own behaviors and it's your responsibility to help them see that impact that they're having and to course correct, um, because if you don't do it, they're not gonna course correct on their own. It's not fair to put the onus of feedback to their team members, right, if you're the one witnessing it. So make sure that you're giving them that feedback and helping them kind of see their impact to develop and to be to be their buddy in a, in a professional setting. Uh, so that's kind of all I wanted to talk about today. Uh, a short podcast, but it just kept coming up as a topic across the board and i really like i cringe when i hear you know people talking badly about people when they're not in the room um it brings me right back to high school um, and it creates very negative behavior patterns in the workplace especially if it's being done at a management level i've been in teams where you know as soon as someone would leave the room the management team would start chatting about oh did you see they did this or did you see they did that or when they said that and it's you know people pick up on this stuff and it's just really not a good look so just make sure that you're leading by example that you're not you know doing behaviors that you wouldn't want your bosses to do about you right like let's flip it around if you happen to hear your bosses on a thursday evening in a room that they thought no one could hear and they were slating everyone and the teams below them and but yet no one in those teams knew that those behaviors were you know unfavorable that's not a good look 
and it does not create trust. It creates a lot of anxiety. Um, and these are one of the things that if it is prevalent in your organization, don't wait around for someone else to start it. Just take the responsibility now, um, take ownership and, you know, nip it in the butt and start being constructive. I get it. You know, people can be very hard to work with. Trust me, I know. But the reality is we've got to figure out how to work with them and how to get the most out of them so that we can do great work and work well together. And that's really the job of a manager. So if you are in this position or if you are looking to become a manager, then I urge you to really focus on taking that ownership and giving people the feedback, um, not talking about them behind your back. And I know that sounds really obvious, but I'm sure you've seen it. You might have done it. I mean, I'm not perfect. I've done it. And it's only now that I really realize the negative impacts that that has, especially if you start venting about your team to your boss. Uh, so just make sure that you're aware of the perception that you're putting across of your team across the business. So hope that was helpful. A couple of things I just want to note. I mentioned the newsletter at the beginning, so do make sure you've subscribed to that because I'll be providing different insights on a regular basis. I don't want to commit to it's going to be weekly or monthly. I kind of just do them when I have headspace and time and something to say. So no no time commitments there, but they're interesting. They, I, I would vouch for my own newsletter. Uh, so make sure you sign up. Secondly, I want to remind everyone that we are doing Q&A podcasts. So I did one a few months ago. What that looks like is basically if you submit a question then relation to management, that you've been asking yourself, maybe you've been asking around and you're not getting the answer you're looking for. Maybe you've been too afraid to ask the question. Anyways, it's anonymous. So send me your question. I will share the question and an answer anonymously on a podcast episode. Uh, so not only do you get the answer, um, but also probably everyone else that will have that question also gets the benefit of hearing the answer as well. So don't hold back. Please send me your questions. Um, there's no stupid question. And yeah, I think that's about it. So excited to be sharing this with you today. Expect more of these kind of small shorthand podcasts to be coming your way this year. Um, I've got a lot to share as I've been doing more and more work with leaders across many different sizes of business, most of them going through a lot of change and what that means for them as managers. I've had a lot of recent conversations about how do we manage millennials? And to be honest with you, I'm surprised we're still using the M word. Um, I think what people are struggling with is that the next generation have a very different approach to how they see work and tr more traditional managers are struggling in adapting their management style to that work. Um, so that's some exciting projects that are coming up for me that I'm really pumped about. And I will um, share some of my insights with you guys as that goes along. If there's any topic that you would like me to cover, please reach out. I'm very approachable. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Overtime Leader Podcast, please nominate yourself. I'm always looking for um, managers who are prepared to share a real story. So I don't really want the crafted story where you talk about how good it's gone and how great it is. Uh, we, you know, I'm not to say that it's not going to all going well, but we all know that there are bumps in the road. And what I want this podcast to be is to share with people the bumps and how those bumps led it to all being great. 
But if you are a manager that's prepared to share some insights in management, what's worked, what didn't work, what you've learned about yourself, others, etc., please nominate yourself. It's nothing scary. It's just a conversation about your role as a manager, and we can always edit out anything that you feel is not safe for work. Uh, so that's it for me today. And yes, look forward to getting your feedback, input, comments, and thanks for listening. <laughs>